sound like angels today. Well, this has been a priceless weekend, hasn't it? That's the word. Isn't that the word? That's a great word. I uh, just want to take a moment and thank you so much for having me. Um, It has just been wonderful to be a part of this. I just feel so privileged. And uh, just to see God work this weekend, to see God amongst you, I felt so loved and welcomed and encouraged. And I, uh, I met with one of the sisters today, and I said, I just feel like everybody's spoiling me. You know, um, actually, my flight was canceled, and um, there's a big snowstorm in, in, in Denver, blizzard. And so um, I'm going to be able to get back tomorrow, so I've rebooked my flight, and that's good. Even church was canceled in Denver because the conditions are so dangerous. So um, I'm not missing church there. I'm at church here, and that's priceless, you know. It all works out. It just all works out. I had so much fun yesterday. I got to go to the beach, which was completely an amazing experience for me with Renee, and we got to pray, and we watched the sun just dip into the water. Um, It's amazing. And, you know, I did the car wash over at Joe's Crab Shack, right? Did, Did you do that too? That was super fun. I hope you had a great time at this retreat. I I know you did. So our theme this morning is priceless peace. Priceless peace. What a great theme for us to close out today. And you know, yesterday we started with a promise and we started with a hope that Jesus would bless our hearts, right? That Jesus would bless our hearts. And I think he really has blessed our hearts. But I love this psalm, Psalm 29, verse 11. You know, it says, The Lord blesses his people with peace. God blesses us with peace. He wants to bless us. Doesn't that just sound good? Let's just say it together. Peace. It's just a nice word. It, it, it's, it's one of those words that sounds like itself, you know? I love this prophecy uh, from Micah, and he's describing Jesus, and he says, He will be their peace. He will be their peace. Jesus is our peace. This one in Ephesians chapter 2 in the New Testament, speaking of Jesus, gives us the same message. It says, for he himself is our peace. Jesus himself is our peace. And I think certainly Mary and Martha, Lazarus, they felt that Jesus was certainly their peace in the midst of their tragedy. I, I, I think it was really clear that he was the source of their peace. He was where they found their peace. Look over in John chapter 12. Turn to John chapter 12, and we're going to look at the final really installment of the interactions with Martha and Mary and Jesus. And of course, Lazarus is there on this very special evening. So John chapter 12, John 12, we're going to read verse 1 to 8. Six days before the Passover, Jesus arrived at Bethany, where Lazarus lived, whom Jesus had raised from the dead. 
Here a dinner was given in Jesus' honor. Martha served while Lazarus was among those reclining at the table with him. Then Mary took about a pint of pure nard, an expensive perfume. She poured it on Jesus' feet and wiped his feet with her hair, and the house was filled with the fragrance of the perfume. But one of his disciples, Judas Iscariot, who would later to betray him, objected, why wasn't this perfume sold and the money given to the poor? It was worth a year's wages. He did not say this because he cared about the poor, but because he was a thief. As keeper of the money bag, he used to help himself to whatever was put into it. Leave her alone, Jesus replied. It was intended that she should save this perfume for the day of my burial. You will always have the poor among you. But you will not always have me. Meanwhile, a large crowd of Jews found out that Jesus was there and came, not only because of him, but also to see Lazarus, whom he had raised from the dead. So the chief priests made plans to kill Lazarus as well. For on account of him, many of the Jews were going over to Jesus and putting their faith in him. John chapter 12 here, Jesus having dinner in Bethany, an honor, an honoring dinner, a celebration dinner. It was an amazing time, but it was not a peaceful time in Jesus' ministry, right? Actually, what Jesus did in raising Lazarus from the dead accelerated the plot to kill him quite dramatically. And actually, it would only be soon after this that Jesus would, in fact, be dying on the cross for our sins to bring us the ultimate peace. But this was a really peaceful and special night for Jesus in the midst of this really challenging, stressful time. And certainly for Lazarus as, as, as well, when people are trying to kill him now to stop those um, converts to Jesus. But it's this really special night. You see Martha serving, don't you? But she's not doing it in a in the sinful way. <laughs> she's really being a Christian in her service. I love that. You see Lazarus, and he is just so happy. He's just reclining at the table with Jesus. And it's so interesting about Lazarus. We don't hear a single word ever that's written that, G that Lazarus said, right? And yet we know Jesus loved him. Some of you guys out there, and you're, more, you're a little quiet. Jesus loves you, right? You don't have to be, have that big personality like Martha, you know, or this, this really, um, this, this uh, joyful personality like Mary. It doesn't matter what your personality is like. Jesus loves every single one of us. I love that. He loves all of our personalities. He made us who we are. I love that. They're showing gratitude. You know, where's Mary? Once again, she's at Jesus' feet. And she's opening this jar and she's pouring it out. In the, can you just picture, you know, when you just, there's just some, your favorite perfume. And it just fills the air. It's just something. It's like the aromatherapy is going on right there in Bethany. And, you know, there's gratitude and love as she's pouring out her greatest treasure in honor of Jesus. And then Judas comes up, and here's the only bad part of the night. Judas has a fit, you know? And he just comes up and says, this isn't right. And it's because of his own greed. 
No one else felt that way. You know, it was uh, his own sin that he felt that. Jesus comes to her defense, to Mary's defense. And in Matthew 26, in a parallel passage, Jesus said that Mary had done a beautiful thing. And then he goes on to say that actually Mary, what Mary did was to prepare him for burial. And then Jesus said that what she had done would be told in her honor all around the world wherever the gospel was preached. And here we are talking about Mary. What Jesus says comes true. Do you see it? Do you see it? So aside from this outburst by Judas, it was actually a night of priceless peace for Jesus. And this morning, we're going to look at two keys for priceless peace. The first, the first key that we've got here, got to push the right button. There we go. Blessed are the peacetakers. Yes, I said peacetakers, not peacemakers. Did you catch that? You're like, oh, yeah, there's a scripture. Blessed are the peacemakers. No, it's with a T. Are you a peacetaker? Does that just sound bad? You're like, that just sounds bad. You know, actually, Mary and Martha and certainly Lazarus, they were peacetakers. You know, I loved Sharon and Karen and Denise and Andrea, the four that shared yesterday so openly about their lives. Could you get the sense that each one of them, they're peacetakers. They have taken the peace that God so desperately wanted to give them. I, I was just so blown away by their sharing, by their lives. I just sat there just like, God is so good. That's what, it, that's what it made me feel and think. Jesus loves me, and he loves those women. He loves all of us. Look at John chapter 14, verse 27 here. Peace I leave you. My peace I give you. I do not give you as the world gives do not let your hearts be troubled, and do not be afraid. Jesus gives us a peace that the world cannot understand, that the world does not and cannot give us. Jesus gives us peace, but will you take it? You know, I, lo no, I love the, the raffles, the, raff the uh, giveaways. Don't you love getting something? Like, don't you love winning something that's worth $300? I mean, that's just like so fun. I love to win a $5 gift card at Starbucks. I mean, that'd be exciting. But you know, up here, the gals that are holding the gift baskets, they are giving you something, aren't they? What if you didn't actually get out of your seat to come up and get the basket? No Arbon for you, no Froyo. I mean, there's not, you're not going to get it. There's a part that we have to take what God is giving us, right? Are you a peacetaker? John 16, verse 33. I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble. But take heart. I have overcome the world. I love this verse because this verse encapsulates our entire retreat in one verse. Okay? Hang with me. Priceless peace is found in Jesus. Do you see that? Jesus is saying that in me, in me, he himself is our peace. In me, you have peace. Priceless promises. Here's the promise. Is there a promise in there? There is. 
We don't like it. We think promises are just all like butterflies and roses. It's, it's, it's not a great promise for us, is it? In this world, you will have trouble. We don't like that promise. There's the promise. Priceless perspective. But take heart. Take heart. Jesus says you're going to have trouble, but take heart. Because I have overcome the world. Amazing. Peace is found in Jesus, not in our circumstances getting better. And, you know, we want our circumstances to get better. You know, it's, I was sharing about that yesterday. I just, I, I want something different. I think I actually want what God would have me to have. I want what God gives. Practically, I want to talk about some practicals of being a peacetaker. First of all, we've got to take peace in salvation. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 15, talks about the gospel of peace. The gospel, the good news of the resurrection of Jesus, the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus. The gospel is a gospel of peace. There is good news. You can have your sins forgiven, washed away. You can be saved. Have you taken the peace that Jesus gives in your salvation? Are you saved? Some of you, you've been studying the Bible, and you know what it means and what it takes, what the scriptures say about salvation, and yet you haven't made that decision yet. You haven't taken the peace. And, you know, here's the question. What are you waiting for? Actually, that's a question that's in the book of Acts. What are you waiting for? Be a peacetaker. God is so eager to forgive your sins. In salvation, that's where it starts. That's where we first get the peace of God. You know that night after you got baptized, you just slept like a baby. That's a, that's a good night's sleep. Secondly, be a peacetaker in prayer. Okay, it's one of my favorite scriptures, Philippians 4, verse 7. Read the whole thing if you get a chance to later. But it talks about when we pray with thanksgiving, the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus. Do you know that? You know that, that prayer thing? It's supernatural. It is supernatural. We get this peace that the Bible says it just passes understanding. We can't even describe it when we bring our concerns, our worries, our anxieties to Jesus in prayer with thanksgiving. How's your prayer life going? How's your prayer life going? Boy, I, I, I've got to grow in my prayer life. It's such a treasure that I can just talk to the creator of the universe. That's my priceless relationship with God that I can just open my mouth. I can just think. And he hears me. He wants to listen to us in prayer. Be a peacetaker in the word. Psalm 119 verse 165 says, Great peace 
have they that love your law. Great peace have they that love your law. When we love the Bible, the Bible can give us peace. I want to share a poem with you. It's based on Psalm 23. It's called, The Lord is My Pace Setter. The Lord is My Pace Setter. The Lord is My Pace Setter. I shall not rush. He makes me stop for quiet intervals. He provides me images of stillness which restore my serenity. He leads me in the way of efficiency through calmness of mind, and his guidance is peace. Even though I have a great many things to accomplish each day, I will not fret, for his presence is there. His timelessness, his all-importance will keep me in balance. He prepares refreshment and renewal in the midst of my activity by anointing my mind with his oils of tranquility. My cup of joyous energy overflows. Truly, harmony and effectiveness shall be the fruit of my hours, for I shall walk in the peace of my Lord and dwell in his house forever. Isn't that neat? That's from Japan. Someone over in Japan wrote that, and they based it off of Psalm 23. Is that familiar? Was it familiar? Could you go kind of like, hey, I think that's like something like Psalm 23. I really like that. You know, when the Lord is your pace setter, you're a peace taker. Doesn't that sound like a peace taker? Peace takers become peacemakers. Blessed are the peacemakers. Second key. Blessed are the peacemakers. Matthew 5, verse 9. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. This is in the Beatitudes, right? And um, this, this idea, these, these blessed, blessed are you. You know, Jesus is preaching. And he says, blessed are the peacemakers. Blessed. It's this idea of just, you are so happy. Happy are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. Jesus is the ultimate son of God, right? The one and only he is the ultimate peacemaker for us. And we can be peacemakers as we follow Jesus. We could be called daughters of God as peacemakers. James 3, verse 18 says, Peacemakers who sow in peace raise a harvest of righteousness. Peacemakers who sow in peace you know, I want to take a moment just to lift up one of the peacemakers in the Denver church. Her name is Amber Chamberlain, and she's, yeah, okay, you'll see why they're clapping in a bit. Amber is on the far left, and um, I love it. She's, they're all in their CU uh, buff gear. Um, Amber's on the far left. Amber became a Christian in our campus ministry in Boulder at CU. And um, she, from the day I met her, just a complete joy 
uh, an amazing sister, and um, she got, she got it. She was a peace taker. She became a Christian, and, and having that peace, she just wanted to share it. She came home. She was baptized in February a couple years ago, and she came on, on back home right here in the North region, you know, and uh, she came on back home, and she shared with um, her mother and her sister uh, there with her, standing with her, and um, Amanda, her sister, became a disciple in September in the teen ministry. And, and tell me again where it is specifically. Santa Clarita, yes. In Santa Clarita, in the teen ministry. And then it just took Vicki a little bit longer. But in December, Vicki was baptized into Christ. This is her baptism picture right here. And Vicki... And, and then on the far, isn't that awesome? On the far left is Maria. And Vicki and Maria are here today from the Santa Clarita ministry. Can you stand up? I don't know where you are. You know, um, Maria and a, a whole pile of the women in Vicki's group were peacemakers. Amber, a peacemaker. And she brought you know, something so special to her mom. And I think that's so special when you can give something back. This morning I got to have coffee with Vicki, and it was just so special to see how our churches are connected. You know, Amanda will be coming to see you in the fall, and we just can't wait to have her. So Vicki and I were scheming and dreaming. Maybe we're going to go to a Broncos game one day together. <laughs> you know, when you are a peacetaker, you become a peacemaker. You've just got to pass it on because it's so good. Are you a peacemaker? Are you a peacemaker? You know, some of us, we want to be blessed, don't we, right? We want Jesus to bless us. Jesus says, blessed are the peacemakers. We want a harvest of righteousness in our lives. How do you get that? Sow in peace. Be a peacemaker who sows in peace. Who in your life needs peace? God has put someone in your life that needs his peace. Who is it? Maybe it's your best friend. Maybe it's your best friend. Maybe she's sitting right next to you. And you kind of give a little nudge, give a little wink, wink. I gotcha. You're my priceless partner. Maybe she needs a little sewing of peace. How about your husband? Married? Got any marrieds in the house? Your husband's been back at home. Maybe he, you know, microwaved a lean cuisine for dinner last night. He might have changed a poopy diaper. Our husbands allowed us this really special time to come here. What, what can you do to bring some peace to him when you get back home? Peace. How about your kids? Some of us have troubled children. We're hurting as mamas. Our babies are sick or there's a special need. Or they've not yet made their decision for Jesus. And we're worried we're concerned. And they need our faith. 
They need our peace. They need us to take peace in Jesus and not in their circumstances and help to be a part of sowing peace in their lives. How about a family member? You know, maybe you've got a pretty mama and a pretty sister that should be here today, that you want to be here today. Keep sowing those seeds of peace. Don't give up. This is what you could have right here. How about the lost? God has given us a purpose, sisters. He's given us a priceless purpose. You know, when you were baptized, you didn't just just get sucked up to heaven, did you? Wouldn't that be nice? I mean, you're ready to go. Wouldn't that just be awesome? That's just not God's plan. He wants us to be partners in the miracle. He wants us to see the resurrections right up close and personal. We have a great purpose. We can point people to Jesus. We can bring them to Jesus. Are you sowing seeds? Are you sowing those seeds of peace as a peacemaker? Who can you open the Bible with? You know, who can you open the, who can you share a scripture with at work? Who can you open the Bible with? Who can you pray for? Who can you forgive? Sowing as a peacemaker, you'll be blessed. There will be a harvest of righteousness and peace. As we close, I just want to share my prayer for you. Here it is. I've been praying this for this group and uh, this morning as well. Now may the Lord of peace himself give you peace at all times and in every way. The Lord be with you. I have just had such a special time being with you guys. And um, I do pray that all of us can take the peace that Jesus wants to give us and then be those peacemakers. We started with this idea that we'd come here this weekend and Jesus would bless our hearts. In the best way, right? In the best way. Bless your heart, right? It's been funny as I've walked around. Um, different, different, different ones of you have said, bless your heart. <laughs> and then um, they didn't notice that I saw them, but two sisters were really cheesing and teasing with each other. And I think they were doing the number one, bless your heart. And uh, from across the, uh, the patio, they were like, bless your heart. <laughs> but, you know, that's where we started. We started with that idea that Jesus was going to bless us. You feeling the blessing? How are you feeling? How are you feeling today? Amen. That blessing of love. That blessing of love. It's his priceless, unfailing love 
That's what's priceless. We've talked about a lot of priceless things, but that's the ultimate. Our relationship with God is priceless. His priceless, unfailing love. You know, I, I do. I do pray that you'll take those priceless promises. You'll take that priceless perspective. And that you'll leave here with a, just a priceless peace in your hearts. With your relationship with God. In just a bit, we're going to be breaking into small discussion groups. And... Um, we're just, we'll be in small groups, maybe a four, and uh, Renee's going to direct you in that, so don't move yet. Um, but when you're in your group, I'd like you to take a moment, and, and we'll leave this up on the screen, number 6, 24 through 26. This is the passage um, in the Bible that's the priestly blessing, and in the Old Testament, God commanded his priest to bless his people with a, with a blessing. And it's just a beautiful, it's such a beautiful passage you'll, you'll see in just a moment. And what I'd like you to do in your groups is to pair up with one another and take turns blessing one another. Just open your Bible. You'll just open your Bible to number six, and you'll just read 24 through 26 to one another. And take turns, you know, so if it's me and Cheryl, I would read to Cheryl this blessing, and then she's going to read it back to me. And it's just a beautiful blessing. Now, make sure no one gets left out in your group. So if you've got three in your group, that's okay. Just take turns. You'll figure it out, right? But we're going cl- gonna to close that way. You know, we're gonna, we, we want to we bless one another. It'll just be so encouraging. And... It is my prayer that you will discover, if you need to, that priceless, unfailing love of God. And you'll renew that understanding in your heart to have that priceless peace, perspective, and promises that leave us blessed, truly blessed by Jesus with his priceless, unfailing love. I love you.